0: Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by the Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hey, fellow riders, this is your host, Rusty James. It is Wednesday, October 28, 2015, and this is The Ride. I've got no clue. Well, maybe only a slight clue to what we're going to talk about today. So let's get right into it. Let's find out what the Lord has got on his plate for us. Last night, I got a delivery from Amazon. Don't you love that? I had ordered a networking... Actually, a couple of pieces of networking gear see you have to understand I have a wireless router in my house so for you non techies that means the internet and all of the cool things like facebook and all that email and youtube and all that good stuff things like soundcloud which is how you get the ride all that gets to you via our friendly internet or what those of us in the know call the interweb. No, I'm just kidding, don't use that. They will laugh at you. Yes, they will. Anyway, let's punch it. Go, 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 go. There we go. All right, so. So, my internet router my wireless router the thing that gets the signal from where i get my service my source basically to all my devices whether it be a mobile phone tablet or a pc whatever or even a tv i guess in most cases it's a wireless connection that signal goes from a piece of hardware through the air in basically like radio signals And then gets picked up by a receiver in my home and, you know, gets the information and shows it to you, whatever. Well, I've got places where my wireless connection is so weak in certain parts of the house that I cannot get the signal, I can't operate adequately because my signal isn't getting there. It's kind of like how God is our source and, and when before we knew him and before we understood what Jesus Christ did for us, that information couldn't get to us. We couldn't operate effectively. So anyway, I get the package last night and what it was is a, essentially it's called a bridge I'm avoiding the, the need for this wireless thing. I'm going straight hardwire. But I'm doing something really cool. Where my router is, I could have a computer right where my router is and connect right to it with a hard line. With a cat five. Okay, remember these terms, it'll be quiz later with a network cable. I could connect straight up to that, and then I wouldn't be using the wireless part, I would simply be using a wired connection. Well, the thing I bought allows me to connect to this router in a wired fashion, as though the computer was right there. But this device actually plugs into the wall, into a wall outlet, and then there's another And there's another device that plugs into another wall outlet somewhere else in your house which lets me connect from that with a network cable to the device I need to get on the internet to be on the network and it's using my own houses electricity line to send the signal through it my house has become the bridge And it's actually faster than wireless. That's kind of the cool thing is, you know, wireless is cool and you can walk around, but for many of my devices, well, not many, but, well, yeah, for many of my devices, I don't need to be mobile. Computers and TVs and stuff, they can be, you know, stationary. So what's my point in all this? Well, this gift I got from Amazon last night is acting as a bridge so that I can get the information I need to operate effectively. So that is what Jesus did for us. Jesus was the bridge. He was the intermediary between God and man. He allowed there to be this connection by what he did on the cross. He completely removed the gap between God and man. That separating chasm that sin had caused that was part of the human condition. And He said, look humanity, I have eliminated the gap. I've done it for you, I've done it for the Father so that you could be one together. Jesus was our bridge. Even before Netgear was ever invented Jesus was our bridge. He allowed there to be a network between us and the Father. But it doesn't end there. You know, many of you know that I work in an engineering field. I'm an automation, computer science, techie kind of guy. Although my kids would probably say, I don't know much about tech. Because seriously, I mean, they can go circles around me when it comes to different apps and all that kind of stuff. Certain ones. Certain ones, I can go circles around them, I suppose. But, you know, we're different people. I can deal. And they're going to have to learn to deal. But that's kind of what I do. And part of it has to do with networking and making sure that communication goes from the source to where it's needed. Appropriately. Efficiently. So I, I understand that communication need. Well, guess what? jesus bridged the gap between god and the father and then he called us to do something more we're to be like you know in my work part of the maybe i don't have to do this so much but part of what our field has to do is define where the information goes in a in a real sense you have to run conduit they have documents that describe where the conduit runs go. You have to know the distance. You need to know what places to avoid. But ultimately, the point is to get the signal from the field to a controller. Oh, this is really good. The signal has to go from the field, on the field where, where the real stuff happens, where the rubber meets the road, The signal has to go from there to a control unit. And maybe you remember me talking about the great programmer. God is our great programmer. Well, the controller is like God. And the thing is, is that Jesus was the bridge between us and God. But then we have to run conduit from us to the field. Oh, this is so good. The field is ripe for a harvest. We actually refer to all of the instruments out in the, on, on the shop floor and out in the factory as the field. So it's so cool and I'm looking right now at a cornfield ripe for harvest. The field is ready for harvest. We as Christians are the conduit. We've been given the gift. We've been bridged, and now we're running conduit out to the field. What does that mean? Well, you take information from the field and you bring it to the controller. And the the controller's job is to take that information, do something with it, and affect change. Oh my goodness, this is so good. Change for the better, change for the optimal so the conduit that we are to be really is to the field those around us those who may not know christ and to help them get into a communication with the great controller now you could look at that terminology and think yeah yeah that's right god's the controller you know i can't even live my life he's just a controlling controller controller well if you truly understood the point of a controller I mean it's unfortunate maybe that that's the term used but it it really is if you sit down and think about it it really is a controller god has a god has control 100% god is in control but the field instruments those of us who are out there doing our own thing without communication to the controller if we're deciding to do things without passing the information to the controller to let the controller help guide you could be in real trouble in fact that kind of stuff can happen in the real world that's why we have controllers it's to help keep things in control we come back to this all the time you would think that we'd figure it out and we would apply it and move on but we come back to this all the time the reason god is our controller and the reason why we need it is because we go off the rails so easily. We disobey so readily. We get off target so quickly. The controller's job is simply to make sure that the inputs from the field don't go out of bounds. And if they are starting to go out of bounds, the controller's job is to help affect change in other things that it has control over out in the field to help keep those things that are about to go out of bounds from going out of bounds. That's the whole idea of a controller. So when you think about it in those terms, a controller isn't stealing your ability to do what you want. It's simply there to remind you of the edges that you shouldn't go beyond. Now indeed, there are rules. The controller has outputs that it shoots out into the field to control in my world valves and pumps and motors and you know if the temperature is getting too high in this one area it might slow down a pump that would be applying heat for example so that it can bring the temperature into a control into control and it has all the authority with the things that it's putting out in the field but it doesn't have any control over the inputs coming from the field And it's the very same way. God's not gonna tell you, or basically control you and make you do something. He's gonna remind you that there's certain rules and boundaries that you must adhere to, or else you'll run into problems. You can easily get into a runaway heat situation, for example. If the temperature from the field is lying the controller and saying well it's not too hot here it's not too hot here and the controller is applying control to a heat element and keeping the heat where it's supposed to be and the instrument out in the field is saying it's not too hot here when it really is you're kind of lying and all of a sudden you've overheated and you could have been in control you could have had help the controller could have done something but you didn't communicate that. You communicated a lie. I don't need that help. In very much the same way, God, the controller in this example, he is aware of what's going on. He is aware of what's going on out there in the field. He is well aware. But in my example, that communication between the controller and the field, if it gets severed, things can go awry pretty easy. So I'm bringing it all back now. So Jesus is the bridge to us as Christians, and we are to be the conduit out to the field, that field that's ripe for the harvest. So what does that mean? What do I have to do? I hope you're not saying it in that way, because it's not really that way. We shouldn't be saying, okay, well, what do I have to do now, God? It's more like what do I get to do now God how can you use me how can I reach the people that are around me in fact it's I understand the thought when you wonder well I don't you know that's not that's more a rusty James kind of thing you know talking to people about Jesus and stuff that's that's not really my thing well can I tell you it's not easy for me either especially if it's someone that I Really care about their opinion. Now we talked about this the other day. Fear of man. Don't fear man more than you do God. God's called us to be a witness. What do we say to those around us? You know, what? How do we operate in this way where we're the conduit? What do we do? Well, you know, check out the podcast for the last—I don't know—sixty times to get some ideas. Also, the Word of God is a great place to go. Hello, but uh, practical. Hmm. Think about all you got to really do, you know, everybody's different, but in many ways, we all have the same kind of desires, kind of at the root of who we are. Just think about what someone would have to say to you for you to respect them and respect what they have to say. Just think about that. Boy, that's a really good, that's a really good way of doing this. And I'm not saying, you know, what would make you just want to be their buddy-buddy. No, what would make you respect what they have to say? For me, it would be someone who's not afraid to tell me their opinion. I think probably if they were really strong in their principles and that got conveyed to me, I think that would speak a lot. In fact, I know that the world has a lot of folks out there who don't have much conviction. They'll just kind of float with whatever the, the, the current thought is. And that is not how we ought to be. Because the current thought is going to change daily. If there's anything that social media and the internet has taught me is that being able to convey an opinion worldwide instantly sways culture so quickly, way more quickly than, than, you know, even 20 years ago. So it's changing. It's in a high state of flux. So as Christians, we need to be able to stick to our guns, stick to what we know to be the truth. The Word of God. It's great that we have the Word of God. It is a standard. So, when you're wondering, how do, you, how do you convey, how do you be the conduit to your circle of influence? My suggestion is to operate in a way that causes people to respect you as a person and to respect your opinion. I think I can have respect for someone and their opinion even, and their right to hold an opinion, that might even differ from mine, if they are people of conviction. And that's what we should be. We need to be convinced that we are the conduit to the the Lord, God Almighty, the one and only. And without the Lord God Almighty, this harvest field before us is going to burn. It will be destroyed and it's our responsibility to help bring communication, restore communication between that person out in the field and the one true God. That's, our, that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing. And I know that it may be difficult at times, but you know what? God hasn't asked us to do something too difficult for us. Because he's given us the Holy Spirit, we can operate in power and boldness, and you can today. You really can do that today. The more you stay in the word, the more you live in peace, the more you pray for your enemies and those that you're that challenge you, the more you're gonna have the heart of the Lord, and the more it will be easy to just be yourself because God is in you more and more every day, and just being yourself is gonna be Jesus to the world. And you don't even have to think about, well how do what do I do? You just be yourself because Jesus is in yourself, got it? And tell me all about it. Tell me the people that you've been able to bring a conduit run to, all right? And I will see you on the flip.